This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Feisty, fearless, and fair. Telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. start the Rita Cosby show with a big announcement tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern time. You got to tune in to 77 WABC radio or go to WABCradio.com wherever you are across the country. We will have an exclusive interview with former President Trump. And we're certainly going to be talking about that tomorrow night here on the show. Uh, to get your take on the interview, it's going to be, of course, on the great, awesome, top-rated show, Cats and Cosby, which I co-host with the great John Katsimatidis, super businessman and owner and operator of Red Apple Media, which, of course, broadcasts this great show. And so how lucky am I that the two of us will be getting a chance to talk to former President Trump tomorrow night, again, 5 o'clock Eastern time. So make sure, everybody, that you tune in to Cats and Cosby tomorrow, 5 p.m. Eastern, 77 WABC Radio, also WABCradio.com. And boy, are there a lot of questions to ask him. He is a brand new book out uh, that is going gangbusters called Letters to Trump. And he talks about letters from people all over the country, a lot of people who've been critics of him. But, boy, they loved him before he came down the escalator. And so it's really revealing, really fascinating, showcasing his really incredible life and all the different people that he's gotten to know through the years. Certainly can't wait to ask him about the other big news. Of course, President Biden announcing that he is running again. So that is one for the record books. I have covered politics a long time. And boy, think about the contrast between former President Trump, who obviously loves crowds, loves also politicking, loves talking to people. That's why I always love talking to him. I've known the president for many, many years. And he is always an interesting guy, always talks, you know, fluidly, coherently, crisply, uh, has an amazing memory. Talked so much about different moments of his life, has an incredible just, you know, recall on certain things and also is a people person. And when he makes an announcement like he did when he was running for president and he announced it, as you know, just recently after the midterms, he did it from Mar-a-Lago and he did it with this huge crowd in front of him. And he was sitting there saying, here's why I'm doing it again. I'm seeing that the country's a mess. This is why I'm doing it. And boy, what a stark contrast from our current president who this morning, literally, it was like the crack of dawn. I think it's the earliest that Joe Biden has ever woken up because usually he doesn't get up to like 9, 10, 11 o'clock. And then he usually has like one thing on his roster, and that's what he calls a packed day. Well, despite all of that, 
He just releases a video. He releases a three-minute video saying that he's going to run again. And everybody wasn't sure, by the way, if he was going to run again. Because if you look at some of the poll numbers, they've been really bad. Even 70% of Americans overall don't want him to run. And yet he doesn't do it with some big fanfare, doesn't do it with a big crowd, doesn't do it with a live audience. You have to wonder, is it because his team is worried that he's going to mess up on the announcement, that he won't be able to get the sentence out, that he won't know where the bathroom is or where to walk off the stage? I mean, all the recent things we have seen of late, he's been all over the place. I thought he would run again just because he kind of kept saying that he was going to run again. But I know some people who thought he would not. And they also are saying, many Americans, that he certainly should not. So for that reason, I want to hear your thoughts on that. We're going to be talking about that later on in the show. And I cannot wait to get former President Trump's take when John Katzmatidis and I have the pleasure to talk with the former president, President Trump, tomorrow again at 5 o'clock Eastern. Everybody, tell your friends. It is going to be a blockbuster, but I can't wait to get his reaction to President Biden's video announcement. I mean, think about this. He did it during COVID because of COVID and he was doing his sort of basement, you know, campaigning strategy back then. He's probably hoping that COVID is there now so he can justify sitting in the basement and avoiding the media, not doing news conferences, barely doing any interviews. I mean, if you look at the numbers, he has barely done any of that stuff compared to prior presidents. But yet today, at the crack of dawn, they released some video that's six minutes long that's supposed to woo us and encourage us to basically say, well, yeah, God, I can't wait to have more of that guy. Listen to a little bit of his strategy. This is the three-minute Biden video. Freedom, personal freedom, is fundamental to who we are as Americans. There's nothing more important, nothing more sacred. That's been the work of my first term, to fight for our democracy. This shouldn't be a red revolution. To protect our rights, to make sure that everyone in this country is treated equally and that everyone is given a fair shot at making it. And he could not help himself by going after MAGA. This is like a broken record. You have been now president for, what, a little over two years, right? He's had something to be able to talk about, good or bad. And I can list a lot of bad because, boy, the world is in disarray. And yet his whole campaign is, I'm not MAGA, basically. That seems to be his strategy is, I am not MAGA. What do you make of this? Because right away... He couldn't help himself, even in a three-minute pre-taped interview that he did, by the way, apparently over the last week or two, because he couldn't do it all in one day. God forbid he make a statement three minutes long in one day, because they didn't want to have a flub in the recording. So they're probably like, ah, do it over again. Do it over again. But he went right for it and started blasting MAGA extremists. Take a listen. But you know, around the country, MAGA extremists are lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms, cutting Social Security that you paid for your entire life while cutting taxes for the very wealthy, dictating what health care decisions women can make, banning books and telling people who they can love, all while making it more difficult for you to be able to vote. So what do you make of that, that he could not help himself 
but said, I am going for it, essentially, and I am running again and also going after MAGA extremists. It's like the same old broken record. What are your thoughts about that, guys? one 800 848 Let's go to Jacqueline, line five. Jacqueline, your thoughts about it. Hi, Rita. You know, I didn't see that video. I just heard the clips all day long that have been played on WABC since I had the radio on, and I just found out now that you mentioned it that it was a video that was released to make the announcement for his running for a second term. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if that video was recorded going back two and a half years ago when he first stole the office. And he's going he's gonna to pull the same thing. He's going to hide out in the basement in Delaware. He's not going to debate. He, he never debated Trump to begin with in the first term. Um, he had one or two debates. Everything was staged. Everything was canned. Um, it was not a regular debate. It was it was all staged, just like the January 6th debacle. And by the way, staged. Jacqueline, they are saying uh, that there is a chance that he won't be debating, um, which is really, I think, amazing that they don't even want to allow for debates. And, of course, Marion Williamson is balking about that. Of course, RFK Jr. is balking about that uh, because they're in the race against him. And to me, that is a travesty. Because they well, just know, they know we can't handle a debate, Jacqueline, exactly. don't you think? That's what I that's think it comes same, down to. Yes, that's exactly the same thing that he did the first time. And does it surprise you? Because it doesn't surprise me in the least. No, you know why? he would. The only person that I've always said would make Biden look good is John Fetterman. I, yes, I would love exactly. to see. Can you imagine a John Fetterman-Biden yeah. debate? That would be one for the ages. Oh, that would be a circus for sure. You know, I mean, that is the craziest thing. But it, but you're right. It's, it is shocking. But he's going to have to debate, you know, when he gets obviously to, you know, when it becomes, you know, mano a mano, which likely is going to be a rematch, I think, of 2020. It looks like it's probably going to be a Biden versus Trump based on where the polls are now. And he's going to have to step up. And by the way, the other thing, Jacqueline, I just heard that they are looking to raise. This is a stunning amount of money that they're looking to raise, that that he was getting some pressures also from Democratic donors who were saying, you got to hurry up and get in, buddy, if you're going to do it. If not, we got to move on elsewhere Um, because, of course, Trump has been in since November. And separately, they are also looking at the tea leaves right now and saying, listen, there's money out there. We will got to get people to galvanize now. And they think it's going to cost, get this, $2.6 billion is what they estimate his race will be on the Democratic side. Uh, that's that, one thing they're very that's, good at. That's an amazing amount of money, though, Jacqueline. Think about yeah, that but, money. Wow. But, but they're very good at doing that. They're very good at fundraising. The one thing they do outstandingly well is they know how to use the Internet. They know how to reach the young people. They know how to fundraise. Trump better step up his game. Even though he's raised a lot of money already, he better step up his game and he better go mano a mano and realize he has got to use the Internet to the fullest capacity to reach as many people as he possibly can, both for voting and for donors. Yeah, you're right. You can't rest on your laurels 1,000%. Jacqueline, thank you very, very much. And just like we saw even in the 2020, they will put enormous amount of money. I mean, you think about Zuckerberg. Uh, Dom uh, from Minnesota, who I always love, calls into the show. Um, Dom always calls him Zucker Box. And it's appropriate because, remember, he set up all those drop boxes. 
all over the place and spend so much money. But there's a few Zucker boxes out there and they are going to pull out every Zucker box they can. You can bet in 2024. There is no doubt about that. Uh, let's go to Judith, line four. Go ahead, Judith. Hi. Oh, one sec. Sorry. Hi, Rita. Thanks. First of all, she talk, Jacqueline talking about stuff. Let me talk t- tell you also about TikTok. They're definitely thinking in terms of using TikTok to their advantages, uh, uh, their advantages as well, which is really scary. But I just want to tell you with Biden, he has no achievement to cite. He had said after the midterms he will not do anything different. He is going to keep the course. And his wife, Dr. Jill, said Joe Biden still hasn't finished what he started to do. And so far, Rita, he's done a great job of destroying this country and selling it out to China and Russia and everybody else. He's, it's unbelievable. He's, he's just like, and, you know, he's a puppet. We know that. He's a puppet. You know, they've got pe- people pulling his strings are, I think, the Obama, you know, the whole Obama connection, Susan Rice. I think she she, she stepped down. I think she's, I don't know. They're, they're really, you can't trust them. The well, only way and they by, will win by the way, by, Ju- by the way, Judith, mm-hmm. I think part of the reason that Susan Rice stepped down from the White House is because I think she's going to help him with the campaign. That's my gut. Um, but yeah, I want to play. You hit on the line, I think, of the day when he said this. This was his closing line of his three-minute video that, as Jacqueline said, he probably did about a year ago. But um, here is the line that uh, I think it just made you and me and I think uh, at least 70% of Americans cringe based on the polls. Take a listen. Let's finish this job. I know we can. Because this is the United States of America. There's nothing, simply nothing we cannot do if we do it together. And I was thinking, let's finish the job. Please, I'm begging you, no more. You know, I mean, it was almost like, uh, let's finish what we started. And all I kept thinking about, Judith, in a, in a, I have to laugh because it's just hard to imagine. All I kept thinking about is open borders. I kept thinking about Russia, Ukraine. I think about our real huge concerns now with China. Maybe a, a potential Cuban missile crisis may be in the works with China down getting involved in the Western Hemisphere. Um, so many issues that are happening across this country, the Chinese spy balloon, uh, Afghanistan withdrawal, uh, inflation, going when you go to the grocery store. I mean, the list goes on and on. And I thought, you want to keep going? Like, what else are you what else haven't you destroyed? I mean, Judith, where where do we go from here? My goodness. We we have to get them out. We have to. I'm sorry. We have to. We have to vote for the Dem- Republicans. I don't care which one at this point. I mean, I love Doc, uh, Donald Trump, but at this point, we've got to get Republicans back in. Listen, Rita, did you see what they did now? Every 230 Democrats in the House voted down, voted the bill down, the one that was like for the sports for women. Every single one of them voted, you know, to to vote it down, which just shows you who these Democrats are. Okay. They are the party of perversion. They are the party of, they're anti-women. <laughs> I like what Schumer says, oh, he's going to fight for women. Oh, really? Any woman that, that votes for Democrats at this point, the way they are, as far as women's sports goes, whatever, tells me they are traitors to women. I'm sorry. Do you not think that, Rita? Well, well you know, you I, and I, no, well, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I've been watching Riley Gaines, who I think is so eloquent out there talking about what happened to her. You know, when, the, when they took the trophy away from her, she was like, oh, what, what, what? 
You know, um, you know, I mean, you know, but but hang on one second. I wanted to say, Judith, um, real quickly. Sorry, I just wanted to say one thing that tying to what you said is it was interesting in his debate in his uh, video today. He said it's Republicans who are taking away the freedoms. He's trying to turn it the other way. What's what's your reaction to that real quick? That that is the typical of the people that are doing the exact thing to us. They are the ones that are taking away our freedoms. They're the ones that are taking away our our thought process. We're not, we're not allowed to think. We're not allowed to have an opinion. We're not allowed to say anything. We're going to get canceled and worse. Take a look at Tucker. Take a look what they did to Carson, okay? All right? He was a voice. He had an opinion. He had a thought. They, they, they got rid of him. Suppress, what, suppress the truth. Schumer came out and said that he lied about January 6th. What did he lie about? He was just showing truth. He was showing certain things that were there. What was he lying about? He was not lying at all. Schumer is the liar, and so is Biden. He's known to be a liar and a plagiarist. They're all a bunch of liars, and they get away with it. Look at the DOG, the F- DOJ, FBI, and all of them. They're all, hey, look at the IRS, Rita. Well, look that's, at, well, that at, I was just about to say, as you are so eloquently, uh, you know, rattling off a lot of these places, it's interesting because the investigations are starting to unravel tied to Hunter and DOJ, Hunter and IRS. Uh, obviously, all the stuff with Mike Morrell and also Secretary of State Blinken. So there could be a lot of things exploding, which I am really surprised. That's why Biden continued to run, uh, because with him staying in the White House, it certainly makes those stories and Hunter Biden's relevancy and the money that came in and where it went fair game. We're going to continue your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. Judah, thanks so much. We'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And whether we like it or not, President Biden has made his decision. He is going to run again, despite the polls, which show that 70% of Americans. That includes Republicans, Democrats, and independents do not want him to do it. And within a few minutes, President Trump responded to the Biden video ad announcement. Take a listen to this. You could take the five worst presidents in American history and put them together, and they would not have done the damage Joe Biden has done to our nation in just a few short years, not even close. And he also said that President Biden has diminished America, not just here at home, but also abroad. 
Biden has totally humiliated our nation on the world stage, starting with the Afghanistan disaster. Perhaps the most embarrassing event in the history of our country. It meant so much to our enemies when they watched that horrible retreat. That horrible, horrible, dismal retreat. So Biden, what is he running on? It seems like he's running on being anti-MAGA. I mean, it wasn't like, hey, here's what we've done. He said, we're fighting for freedoms. But he didn't say, I've done this. I've gotten X jobs. I've done this. I've done that. It's like, I'm just not MAGA. That seems to be his strategy for 2024. Will it work? Remember the sort of, I call it the Darth Vader speech that he did, where it was like the red wall and the military guy standing behind, and he was like screaming and shouting. This is essentially part two. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to David in L.A. Uh, David, go ahead. Your thoughts of where this is going. Oh, man. Stomach. Now, we got to keep in mind, this is really the election of Kamala Harris if he wins, because he ain't going to make it. What is it, six years? He doesn't have six years. And uh, they, they, the Democrats want Kamala Harris in there because she's just a stupid puppet that'll do what Susan Rice and Obama wants her to do. Let, David, were you surprised that um, Biden had her so prominent in the video today? That I thought was interesting because a lot of people didn't know if you'd even see her in the video, you know, with his announcement. Were you surprised that he clearly saying we're a team? And just like you said, either, you know, listen, I hope everybody lasts a long time and I hope he, he lasts enough time to go through at least this race. And, and if he wins uh, to continue to be healthy, but. Um, look, he clearly, his mental competence is going down. That's one. And two, um, you know, boy, does America not want her? She's even worse in the polls than he is. Well, it just shows how delusional they are, and it really doesn't matter. We're just living in some kind of communist thing where they're going to screw Trump again. It's over. Well, let's, oh, David, we want elections to be fair. We want everybody to feel good about the process. By the way, this time I also think it'll be interesting. Trump has even said early voting does need to happen. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, where we honor our great law enforcement and, of course, their families. A powerful story coming from Bastrop, Texas, where a man says a Texas police trooper saved his life just seconds before a high-speed chase ended at a construction site. The resident named Ryan Rogers said, I look at videos all day long with people driving and it's almost like the Wild West out there. Luckily, it all turned out okay, and everybody walked away. He went on to say that he didn't notice that a police chase was headed his way. And in a video that he captured when the state trooper backed up towards him, he said at first there was no reason to be concerned. I thought that the trooper was related to the construction. So I eased up to kind of ask him, you know, what was going on or how his morning was going. And as soon as I rolled down my window, I can faintly hear sirens behind me. And then right then and there, the trooper said, hey, dude, move left, move left. Hurry, hurry. 
Ryan believes that the trooper's shout literally saved his life. And he said when he suddenly moved, then that car sped by him and crashed into a police vehicle. That officer was providing security at the construction site. Rogers, who is a former volunteer firefighter, didn't stay in his truck. He went to help. He said his first reaction was to just run and check on the officer that was hit, which ended up getting him out of the passenger side of the vehicle because all of his airbags were deployed on the driver's side. Now, the officer, thank goodness, was uninjured. And, of course, Ryan Rogers says if it was not for that officer shouting, telling him to move, move, he would not have moved and undoubtedly would have lost his life. Wow, what a dramatic, dramatic scene. And bravo to the great folks at this law enforcement division there in Bastrop, Texas. And thank goodness that officer that was hit uh, by that speeding car, thank goodness he was also uninjured as well. Thank goodness for that. And also thank goodness for all our great men and women in blue who do so much for us every single day. Well, you can bet that the issue of crime and funding police, that is no doubt going to be something that is going to be discussed in this next election. There's a lot to talk about in this election. And now that President Biden said he is running again, we got to start looking at his record even more clearly. Clearly in the video that he released, it's a three-minute video. He's kind of doing the basement strategy that he essentially did when COVID was underway, when he did the campaign basically from the basement, remember, and he barely did any interviews, you barely saw him, and he basically said, oh, it's because of COVID, I'm doing it that way. Well, it looks like he's doing COVID strategy part two, because he releases a three-minute video that apparently he did at least parts of it at least a week or so ago, and in the video, he walks through basically saying MAGA extremists, MAGA Republicans, So it clearly shows he is basically going to do what he did in 2020 and say, I'm not Trump or I'm not MAGA. And that's basically going to be his whole campaign. And it looks like he's going to probably try to continue avoiding the press, try to do very minimal press conferences, if you will, very minimal press interviews, and just try to kind of keep a low key and essentially say, I'm not MAGA. Do you think... That will work. I mean, I think at first, the first time he could say, well, that's why I'm running because I'm not that. But I think it's a different time right now. Right now, it is, you know, leading into the 2024 race. This time, President Biden also has a track record. I mean, there's a lot that you can talk about, good and a lot bad. And on the bad, which definitely there's a lot to talk about, you look at the border that's open. You look at the Afghan withdrawal. You look at him basically saying to Russia, hey, if it's a minor incursion, no big deal. And sure enough, they go in and invade Ukraine. You look at all the things that are happening with China, with the spy balloon that was doing the figure eights over U.S. military facilities. And then they finally shot it down when it got to uh, Surfside Beach, South Carolina, on the other side of the country. And then what about also COVID? He has yet to even call the president of China, and take him to task for something that has killed at least a million Americans and that many intelligence agencies in the U.S. essentially say it is likely from a Chinese lab. I mean, there are so many things that I think actually this moment now, 
he can certainly try to say, I'm not MAGA, but he can't run away also from his record. And there are a lot of people that are now being asked, hey, do you think you're better off than you were X years ago? Are you optimistic about the future of America? And most people say no. And that's not a good thing. And at the end of the day, when people go to the voting booth, you know, even if maybe they don't like certain things about Trump or they don't like certain things about other Republicans out there, but they may say, you know what? I was able to fill my gas tank. I was able to pay my rent. Uh, I felt comfortable. Uh, I felt that the world respected us and that dictators feared us. And those things are definitely going to be on the record. What about crime in the streets of America? What about the fact that we are seeing rampant crime in so many cities and many progressive policies leading to this revolving door for criminals? The list goes on and on. And I think Biden can try to hide from his record, but he's not going to be able to hide for very long. And also, let's not forget about good old Hunter, because the walls seem to be closing in on a number of investigations focused to Hunter. And if they can pinpoint that particular money coming from rogue individuals then ended up in the Biden family hands and somehow ended up also into Joe Biden's hands and maybe affected policy. Well, that is really serious stuff. And it looks like the paper trail is thickening. And James Comer, at least, says right now he's got about 12 Biden family members and he's looking into a whole bunch more. So there's a lot of there there. And uh, listen, a year and a half is a long time President Biden, I don't think, can hide in the basement and just do videos for the next year and a half. That's my take on all of this. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Here he is just a little bit ago with his big video announcement. And again, it's all MAGA bad, orange man bad. Take a listen. But you know, around the country, MAGA extremists are lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms. Cutting Social Security that you paid for your entire life while cutting taxes for the very wealthy, dictating what health care decisions women can make, banning books, and telling people who they can love, all while making it more difficult for you to be able to vote. And MAGA this, MAGA that, it's a little bit of a toned-down version, because remember, he's building up to it, uh, from his Darth Vader speech, again, with the red walls and the military guys standing there, remember, and it was like, MAGA, da, da, da. I was right before the midterms. Who could forget this one? MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies. But together, together, we can choose a different path. We can choose a better path forward to the future, a future of possibility, a future to build and dream and hope. And we're on that path moving ahead. I know this nation. I know you, the American people. I know your courage. I know your hearts. And I know our history. This is a nation that honors our Constitution. We do not reject it. Yeah, MAGA this, MAGA that. And remember, he also said that MAGA Republicans are destroying America, saying that he's the unifier in chief in the middle of all this. Well, the RNC put out their own sort of dystopian ad basically saying, 
Uh, this is what Biden's America could look like. Take a listen to this one. This was their counter to his three-minute uh, basement video. This just in, we can now call the 2024 presidential race for Joe Biden. This morning, an emboldened China invades Taiwan. Financial markets are in free fall as 500 regional banks have shuttered their doors. Border agents were overrun by a surge of 80,000 illegals yesterday evening. Officials closed the city of San Francisco this morning, citing the escalating crime and fentanyl crisis. Who's in charge here? It feels like the train is coming off the tracks. Some of that isn't so far off from reality. I know some of it's an exaggeration by the RNC, uh, but some of it. When I was thinking about the 80,000, there are reports that there are 35,000 waiting in Matamoros, Mexico, for Title 42 to be lifted. Thank you very much, President Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas, who continues to say the border is not open. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dom. Line one. Go ahead, Dom. Your thoughts about all this. Yeah, Rita, looks like the basement Joe's finished the job. Jack campaign has begun. Biden's running on saving Parmesan cheese and the Chinese cheese factory and nothing else, except it's going to take him another 40 years to finish that job. You know, Trump should launch his campaign with fire Joe, hire Americans, retire the recession, and enjoy real Wisconsin cheese. That would go very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's uh, some Parmesan cheese samples for everybody, right? You know, you know, you know what's interesting, Tom. I think on the Hunter Biden Parmesan couldn't figure it out uh, versus crack uh, stuff. I mean, th- I think there's a lot there. Clearly, Biden went to great lengths, as we have just learned in the last few days. Basically, uh, the whole thing with Tony Blinken, according to Mike Morrell, the former CIA guy saying that, you know, the Secretary of State now, but at the time was a close aide of Biden shopping around the letter that he used during the debate stage, you know, that whole moment, that famous moment there. And it's getting really thick. The fact that they actually went to that length to get 51 Intel guys to sign on to that letter so he could have that moment on the debate stage to say, see, suddenly 51 guys happened to do this and not say that he had any role in it. Clearly it was orchestrated. But you think about the effort that it had to go to to get 51 intel guys, four former defense secretaries, to say, hey, it looks like a Russian disinformation, the Biden laptop. To me, when somebody goes to that great length, it says there's there there. It says there's something there that you get, you got to like kill it as fast as you can. Because if there's nothing there, you go, what are you talking about? You don't have to go to such great lengths to try to poo-poo it. You don't have to try to kill the New York Post story. You don't have to do. So, I, you know, I think by him staying in the race, he has actually put his son front row and center. And those investigations by James Comer and those investigations by Jim Jordan that are going on about Hunter Biden and others that are popping up, uh, it's going to get ugly. And I think there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to be uncovered in the next few weeks, months, don't you, Dom? I mean, it's going to get, if he had left, I think the investigations would continue because it's big money, but even more so now that he is in the race and it makes it even more fair game, is he compromised? Because that's the question. And if he is potentially running to be the president again, not only continuing, 
But to run again, you bet we need to know if he's compromised or not, Dom. Don't you think it's even more justified? Rita, the only reason Hunter Biden is, you know, hanging on to Joe's coattails is he wants to be in the Secret Service bubble because as soon as he gets out, he's fair game for every prosecutor that's out there trying to pick him up. That's the reason he wants to never get out of the White House. And on a serious note, what I want to say is, Mr. Trump, if you're listening, please stay focused on the economy, crime, the border, and drop the name calling. So we MAGAs really want to stick with you, but you need to meet us halfway for the sake of the republic. If corn pop wins, we'll be stuck in our basement shaking hands with ghosts, playing foosball, and going on gorging on Parmesan cheese because that's about all we can afford with uh, Biden's economy. That's all I got to say. That, very well put, Dom. Very well put. And of course, again, everybody, we are going to be doing an exclusive interview with former President Trump tomorrow night at 5 o'clock on 77 WABC. You definitely want to tune in on Katz and Cosby, uh, myself and the great John Katz and Matides, owner and operator of Red Apple Media. Uh, you definitely want to tune in and listen to it at 5 o'clock tomorrow. I can't wait. Uh, and then also, everybody, you can also catch it on WABCRadio.com. But lots of great stuff. There's a lot of stuff I can't wait to ask him. I'll, I'll ask him how he feels about Parmesan cheese, Dom. <laughs> I don't think I will, but there's a lot to ask him. And I think crime, economy, boy, there are a lot of things to hit on with him there. Dom, thank you very much. Everybody, we're going to continue your calls. What do you think of President Biden saying he's going to run again? That he is ready, he puts out the video, and Kamala Harris is going to be by his side. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. And coming up in the next hour, we're also going to talk about yet another legal case for President Trump. This one today in New York was the start of the trial with E. Jean Carroll. It is a woman who is an author and journalist, and she claims that Trump assaulted her in the 1990s. And says it happened at a busy department store in Manhattan, the Bergdorf Goodman, in a dressing room. So what are your thoughts about that case and the fact that this happened in the mid-1990s? I was talking with Professor Alan Dershowitz earlier, and he was basically saying that, you know, it is very hard when you're dealing with a he-said-she-said case or she-said-he-said case in this one. Um, and to go all the way back to the mid-1990s, she's not even sure what year it happened. The other thing, too, is the judge today, and this was a stunner, came out and said that as part of the case, again, it is a New York judge, so surprise, surprise, um, but the judge today basically said the Access Hollywood tape could come into play. Now, remember the Access Hollywood tape was that video that came out with Billy Bush and the president. Um, it came out right before the election in 1996 where he said, you know, uh, grab women by the blank. Remember that whole thing? It made a lot of headlines. And it was him talking with Billy Bush, you know, just kind of talking and chatting, you know. Uh, and for some reason, the judge 
has decided to allow it into this case, basically saying it shows to like the character of the person, um, which to me, I'll get give you my take on that. And I'll also play some legal analysis because the news was breaking earlier today on this. And there are a number of legal scholars who say that it absolutely should not be admissible. I mean, just because you have somebody talking with somebody else who he thinks is a friend and they're talking, remember, in the trailer and making that comment, how is that relevant to what this woman is saying that she says happened now nearly 30 years ago? Um, What are your thoughts about this and the whole case in general and why all of these cases are coming? By the way, her legal fees are apparently being funded. She says it's a contingency case, but also shepherding and giving her some of the funds is this guy who is a huge, huge mega donor for the Democrats. And that's what President Trump's team says, that this is all politics. This is somebody who's trying to gain fame, status, and about politics. But I want to get your take on the case in general, where you think this is headed, and the strategy of sort of like, okay, we got that case, and maybe the Georgia case uh, may come up potentially. There's going to be a conclusion, or at least whether there will be charges or not on that related to him or somebody else coming up this summer. It's like, let's just try to bog them down with whatever legal cases we can. Of course, the Bragg case, so many things going on. And so far, President Trump is like Teflon, just kind of saying, I'm going for it, going forward. And his poll numbers are still doing great. If anything, they have been skyrocketing because people are just saying, you know, come on. Like, uh, what are you doing here? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll take your calls about that after the break. Meantime, Joe Biden, well... Forget any of the legal cases. He can't even handle making a basic announcement live. He puts it on videotape three minutes because, God forbid, he messes up on that one, too. So what are your thoughts about the way he announced and what could be ahead and what his strategy is? His strategy is MAGA is extremist and I'm such a nice person and my son never did anything wrong. That's basically his strategy. one 800 848 Two. Let's go to Marty. Line three. Marty, your thoughts. Hey, Rita, how you doing? Good. What do you think? Uh, where do you think this is headed? Well, as far as the case with the woman down there, it's, it, it, that's just to tie him up and everything else. That's not going to go nowhere. But uh, if, if they continue, you know, him running for office, I, I kind of believe that that was going to happen anyway because they really don't have much to pick from. And um, the way things are going right now, Rita, if Mr. Trump don't change his approach and his whole thing, I mean, they're still talking about the election before. If you're going to talk about anything about that election, talk about how the DOJ got involved in it. Talk about how the IRS got involved in it. You know, if you're talking about meddling in the election, go that way. You don't go with votes and all the other stuff. You know, these people are very, very cunning and baffling, and they know what they're doing. They play dirty. The Republicans ain't, ain't matching that. They're not, they're not going to do good, I don't think. I don't think they're going to do good. I really don't. Nobody's mentioning today. Big news today, right? Michigan. They're letting a Chinese company go there and build a plant to make little chips. No, yeah, that's, by the way, on that one, that's an interesting one because a lot of the people in Michigan there are angry about it, the residents, and really concerned about that. You're right. It's a company that uh, works with the Chinese big time. Um, you know, but, but you bring up a, a powerful point that Trump can actually talk a lot about this whole Blinken thing, the Mike Morrell stuff, the 51 signatures by Intel. There's a lot to talk about. 
This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Tomorrow at 5 o'clock Eastern Time, we will have an exclusive interview with former President Trump on the big top-rated Cats and Cosby show on 77 WABC Radio. Make sure you tune in there on 770 WABC. Also, by the way, check it out on WABCRadio.com. Again, that's 5 p.m. Eastern And listen to the interview. There are going to be a lot of topics I can't wait to talk to President Trump about. It'll be myself and the great John Katsimatidis, owner and operator of Red Apple Media, and my great co-host on Cats and Cosby. Again, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, an exclusive interview with former President Trump. And boy, is there a lot to ask him about. Uh, He's got a brand new book out called Letters to Trump. Uh, talking about his life and really fascinating stuff. And also, of course, think about everything that's been happening in the country since he left office and just the news in the last few hours that President Biden is indeed running again. And he basically did a basement video. It was like a three-minute video with Kamala Harris by his side as if that's going to help his campaign. He's She's probably got worse poll numbers than she does, than he does. And if you look at even Democrats right now, overwhelmingly Democrats don't want him to run again. But I guess he's saying, America, you're going to try to have me whether you want me or not. Whether you want me, I am running. And a lot of people are wondering, why is he doing it? Um, And this is coming on the heels, by the way. Ronnie Jackson, he used to be the White House doctor. And he was there during Obama. He also was there during Bush. He was there during Trump. He has been basically putting a letter around Congress today saying that he thinks that President Biden should be taking a competency test. He said, listen, I don't think this guy is ready mentally to handle any more time in the White House, let alone uh, go for another four years after this. And he said he is seeing a mental degradation And that there should be some sort of a competency test, not necessarily an age test, because age is just a number. There are a lot of people who are older than Biden that are sharp as a tack. But yet, if you look at Joe Biden, he's definitely been degrading. I mean, look at even his announcement. His announcement was a three-minute video. And I bet you they had to do his comments over and over and over again, even just to get those little pre-recorded snippets right. I mean, you know, this is what we're dealing with, and this is what we're going to see for the next year and a half. This, I think, is going to be par for the course. So what are your thoughts, everybody, as to where this is headed? And also, certainly, President Trump is seeing a very different America than the America that he left. Think about the border. Think about how things were much better with law and order in the country, support of police. Think about the situation overseas. So many issues that have changed since he left office. And it feels like a lifetime, but it's only been a little over a year and a half. So Joe Biden's message is, let me finish the job. 
I'm thinking, can we handle any more issues with crime? Can we handle more illegal immigration? Can we handle more of these really scary situations happening overseas? Can we handle, you know, more issues with tied to response of defunding the police? Can we handle more inflation? Uh, Can you handle it when you go to the grocery store and you see how much things are going up in the gas pump? All of these issues and also the lack of energy independence. Boy, has the world changed so many different, different ways and not necessarily for the better, as I just recited. Well, President Trump came out almost immediately with the statement on his Truth Social responding to the Biden ad. And one of the topics he went right for was crime in America. Take a listen to what he said after Biden announced on his little videotape. Our cities have been overrun with homelessness, drug addicts, and violent criminals who are being released from jail in mass with no retribution whatsoever, while law enforcement is weaponized against law-abiding conservatives or Republicans or people they just don't like. And he also talked about basically how bad things are with the economy. Take a listen. Thanks to Joe Biden's socialist spending calamity, American families are being decimated by the worst inflation in half a century. Banks are failing, our currency is crashing, and the dollar will soon no longer be the world (laughs) standard, which will be our greatest defeat in over 200 years. Real wages have been falling 24 months in a row. In other words, under Biden, workers have gotten a pay cut each and every month for two straight years. And he also touched on the border situation, as there are reports that there are 35,000 individuals that are waiting basically in Matamoros, Mexico, for when Title 42 gets lifted in about a week and a half. Remember that scene of all those thousands upon thousands rushing over the El Paso Bridge? It looked like the New York City Marathon. Basically, they were like running, and they're running towards America, overrunning border agents. Well, that was just a drop in the bucket compared to what is expected to be Tens of thousands that may cross as soon as Title 42 is about to be lifted. What a scary premise. And that is going to be the beginning of May. And the Biden administration seems to have no plan what to do to avert it. They've continued this neon green sign. Come on in, everybody. Don't worry about it. And if you get lost in America, don't worry about it either. And President Biden hit on that today, basically saying he is so concerned what's happening to our border. Under my leadership, we had the most secure border in U.S. history by far. Never had a border like this. Under Biden, the southern border has been abolished and millions of illegal aliens have been released into our communities. What's happening now is beyond belief. They're coming in from mental institutions and prisons. They're all being emptied. They're being dumped into the United States of America. Many of these people are very dangerous. They're being dumped. We're like a dumping ground. So is America basically becoming a dumping ground? And have you seen, as many people feel, an extraordinary degradation of America in just this brief amount of time? And where do you see things going? Joe Biden basically today in his little video, and he had Kamala Harris by his side in the video. Often there's a lot of scenes in there. 
And you know, it's interesting. Joe Biden is trying to kind of hedge his bets because he mentioned MAGA extremists and he showed a picture of Marjorie Taylor Greene and then he shows an image of Trump and DeSantis. So in other words, if it's going to be one of the two of them, they're both MAGA extreme. So he is running against what he says are MAGA Republicans. And whether it's a Trump or a DeSantis, uh, that's the phrase he's going to hear. And we're going to hear him say over and over and over again. And even today, Corinne Jean-Pierre was basically saying that. Um, And in fact, let me play this because this is Corinne Jean-Pierre. This is cut number nine. And this is Corinne Jean-Pierre. She was asked by the reporters about the debt ceiling. And so now the new phrase is MAGA bad, orange man bad. We're going to hear this for the next year and a half, just like we did right before the midterms. It's like, okay, go. Now everything has to be MAGA. Hey, is today Tuesday? Yeah, it's MAGA Tuesday. Is tomorrow Wednesday? Yeah, it's MAGA Wednesday. Listen to her answer uh, about the debt ceiling and somehow she got in the old MAGA jab. Take a listen. Doesn't the president risk rattling financial markets if he does not agree to speak with the speaker? Speaker McCarthy says he wants to meet with Biden. Why hasn't that happened yet? It's the Speaker McCarthy and the MAGA wing of the Republican Party that is doing this. We're not doing it. They're the ones who are saying they want to hold the American economy hostage. They're doing this. And what the president is saying is, you need to do your job. He's saying to House Republicans, you need to do your jobs, your constitutional duty, and avoid default. That's it. Something that they were able to do, Speaker McCarthy and other Republicans, when Democrats joined them in the last administration, three times. Three times to make sure that they did their constitutional duty. This is something that the Speaker is doing. This is something that that he has cited and aligned himself with the MAGA wing of the party. So that question, honestly, is for them, not for us. Yeah, so it's going to be MAGA this, MAGA that. And by the way, also, you could hear her say, "Uh, well, I can't really answer that. That's the campaign. That is going to be her line. Anytime there's like a tough question, it's going to be MAGA this, MAGA that, MAGA this. I can't answer that. That's the campaign. And Joe Biden is the greatest, isn't he? That's basically the gist of where things are headed with Corinne Jean-Pierre. Get ready, everybody, because that is indeed what we are going to be hearing for the next year and a half. Buckle up, and is it going to work? And then in the middle of it all, we will also see many more lawsuits against President Trump. Uh, Later on in this hour, I want to take your calls about this E. Jean Carroll case. This is this woman who claims that she was assaulted by President Trump in the mid-1990s. And basically at a very busy department store in New York, Burdorf Goodman's, it's a very high-end, busy department store where there's probably more clerks than customers, and that she says that she was assaulted by him in the dressing room. Now, I'm a big believer, obviously, that every woman should be believed and everybody, you know, should be able to talk about, especially if something like this happened. But it's a very hard thing to prove if you're going back to the 1990s. She can't remember if it happened 96 or 95. She doesn't know not only the year, but doesn't know the date or the month. And also uh, didn't file a police report at the time. I mean, there's a lot of things here that just make it a very hard case. And the timing of it, uh, according, obviously, the Trump team says it's very suspicious. They feel it's politically motivated. Uh, They don't like 
um, you know, they said that it's, you know, that there's it's about fame. It's about um, trying to get back at him. I mean, all of these different reasons. He says he doesn't know her. She's not my type. And then she went after him for defamation. So there's there's all these layers to it. And I want to hear if you think that this case is going anywhere or if you think because it is so long ago uh, that it really just comes down to a he said, she said. There are some uh, witnesses that she says she told right afterwards that will testify that, hey, she told me right afterwards. But again, uh, that's different than someone seeing something or a videotape or a lot of these things. And if you're going to go after the president of the United States, um, does this seem calculated or does it seem sincere? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to let's go to Norm. uh, Line four. Norm, um, first off, um, let me just ask you on this on this case of this woman. And then I want to get your take on Biden running, too, as well. But what are your thoughts on this woman who. Um, says that it happened so long ago, and now the case mm-hmm. is just finally coming out here. Uh, so 30 years ago in a dressing room in Bergdorf Goodman, uh, I, I, and a prominent person like Donald Trump, um, I, it, it, I, I don't know, it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound kosher to me. Um, I, I, uh, it's 30 years ago, my God, and no police report? What the hell is that? I mean, I, I don't know. It's... Uh, um, it's crazy. <laughs> well, th- well, that's why I think it's a hard thing. Um, you know, there are different reasons why people come forward or don't come forward right. at the time. But to your point, uh, what the part I have the hardest thing about all this is that it's a busy department store. Um, and Correct. just like you said, Donald Trump in the 1990s, Donald Trump has always been a very prominent figure. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows what he looks like. It's like in, in 1990s, Donald Trump walks into a store it's not like people wouldn't recognize that he went into a store and then he goes into a dressing room i don't think there were unisex dressing rooms back then i don't even think there's unisex dressing rooms in bergdorf goodman's now um (laughs) and and yet you know no one's going to say hey he was gone and then this happened or i don't know there's a lot of things that i think you know Mm -hmm. i i think i i think it's a tough case to prove don't you norm yes i do okay um the main reason Biden won in 2020 was because of COVID. That changed the voting nationwide. I suspect and fear as it gets closer to 2024, the Dems are going to pull some sort of similar crisis because the only way they could elect this pathetic potato man is if they use fear. Fear is everything. You, you can even hear it with this uh, Jean-Pierre. It's MAGA. Everything is fear. Fear, 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 fear. So. That's uh, that's what they got, and that's what they're going to use, and they're going to they're going to hide him, and uh, just uh, pull that fear thing, fear thing everywhere. So I just you know I I just hope they're not going to totally destroy the planet by using this fear to get uh, to get old Joe elected. So you well, know, I don't and, know. and by war. the way, Norm, you know what, yep. Norm? I actually I agree that they're going back to the playbook, and it worked for them in 2020 that he could hide in the basement. I think this time around, it's a little harder, but but clearly, look at the way he did the announcement. The announcement, it might as well be in the middle of COVID because it was this video announcement, um, three minutes long. So you can make the case that he's sort of going back to the old playbook, attacking MAGA. You're right. Uh, and, and meanwhile, this is the guy who claims that he's the unifier and that he's the guy who's, you know, things will be less chaotic under me. I mean, is there anybody right now who thinks that the world is a calm place? 
Uh, I mean, think about Putin and nukes and things. We were we weren't talking about Putin and nukes um, a couple of years ago. You weren't worried about what was maybe happening and and even you know Cuba and Nicaragua with you know Lavrov. This is the Russian foreign minister talking about maybe putting missiles in the Western Hemisphere. I mean, this is a scary time, and we weren't even thinking about Russia invading Ukraine. I mean, all this stuff. It's just it is it is really a stunning moment. And if he thinks that this is calm. Uh, boy, uh, well, I don't know what Kool-Aid he's drinking. We're going to keep uh, taking your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. What do you make of this latest case? And also, what do you make also of Biden going on MAGA extremism? Not his record, but going after MAGA as what he thinks is going to get him to continue in the White House. We'll take your calls when we come back. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And whether we like it or not, President Biden says he is running again with Kamala Harris cackles by his side. And boy, it's going to be an interesting race. And right now, uh, President Trump, who we're going to be interviewing tomorrow again on Cats and Cosby, 5 p.m. on WABC Radio, or you can listen on WABCRadio.com. It's going to be a blockbuster interview. I can't wait to talk with him tomorrow. I have so many questions that I want to ask him, and I want to hear your thoughts and maybe some of the things that you would like to hear, too. Uh, We'll try to get to some of your topics as well. But President Trump looks like he is going to get the nomination right now. He is leaps and bounds over DeSantis in the polls. And even though all these different legal actions keep coming at him from every different direction, and there was a case today, the trial started in the E. Jean Carroll case. This is the woman who says that Trump assaulted her in a busy department store in a dressing room in the mid-1990s. Even though all these different cases are coming Trump still continues to do extremely well in the polls, and I think a lot of people are saying, well, this guy can handle this. He can handle going back into the White House during a very tough time right now in America. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tim, line six. Tim, your thoughts about all this? Hi, how are you? Good. What do you think, Tim? So just the thing is, um, I feel that if women continue to go after powerful men um, and to accuse them of um, um, of sexual assault or, or things like that, um, I just think that it's going to hurt women's um, you know ability to continue to thrive in corporate America. Um, I mean, I've been speaking to to friends in the finance world and in uh, healthcare. Also, um, I see um, Messi. If you ever notice, he has his um, he has his hand. He never touches a woman in the picture when he's taking a picture with a fan. Um, And I know that in the finance world, people refuse to have a closed door meeting with a woman and that's only going to continue to get worse. And um, well, and Tim, 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 you bring up, um, I mean, I agree that, that, um, and who is it? Pence doesn't do a meeting uh, without, I think uh, with a woman, without somebody present there, there are people who just because they want to be careful, um, not that they're going to do something, but they just don't want to be accused of it. On the other hand, and I'm not even talking about the merits of this case. I mean, if something did happen to a woman in general, I mean, this case, it happened so many years ago in a busy, you know, crowded 
uh, department store. There's a lot of questions, clearly, about this case. But in general, don't you believe if something happens in a place that women or men, if somebody was assaulted, they should speak up, right? No, absolutely. I just think that there should be some form of a middle ground, um, you know, and just um, having these vague cases of a woman accusing uh, a powerful man from the 90s. Well, well, don't and, even and, know the date. Well, yeah. and, and that's why there is a lot of vagueness to this case. That's why I say to you, this case in a busy department store, it's a little hard to believe. But I do think if something were to happen to somebody, they should speak up whether someone's powerful or not. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which we love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, a powerful story coming from Kenosha, Wisconsin, where veteran Carlton Stanton, who's a member of Kenosha County's population of World War II veterans, was honored on the eve of his 97th birthday at the American Heroes Cafe at Festival Foods in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Carlton Stanton served in the U.S. Navy as a Morse code operator from May 1944 to May 1946, spending most of his enlisted time serving in the Philippines. Upon reflecting of his World War II service, he described his role as a radio man in the Philippines. He said, at the time that I was there, I never received a message in English with one exception. That's when the war was over. I received a message in English. It was all coded messages. I would just sit there for hours upon hours at a time, copying code. We never knew what we were copying. As soon as we copied it, we handed it to a lieutenant behind us. They decoded it, and we never knew what it was. What a powerful story. And he said he was so honored to be recognized at the Heroes Cafe and that he hopes also his service is a dedication to all veterans everywhere. And he certainly is at 97 years old to sound to be sharp as a tack and also grateful to America and grateful we are for his incredible service to this country. And, of course, how beautiful to recognize a member of the greatest generation. Thank you to veteran Carlton Stanton. And, of course, all of our great men and women of World War II and of all the different wars. We love honoring you here on The Rita Cosby Show. Well, we are talking about all of these mounting legal cases going up against President Trump. And in the middle of all this, his poll numbers are still skyrocketing. Some of the latest polls and, in fact, ones that pair him against President Biden, now that President Biden is officially in the race as of a few hours ago, show President Trump doing well and actually the reverse for a while. He was behind Biden in the polls in the last few months or so. But in the last few weeks, ever since all of these legal issues, clearly there is a consolidation of support amongst him, not just by the GOP, but also a few independents as well. And you see the numbers now in some polls. He is beating Biden. So it's very interesting. And clearly on the GOP polls, He is beating Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis hasn't officially announced yet. Uh, Most people think that he will announce either next month or in June. Uh, But regardless, right now, Trump is clearly the guy to beat on the GOP side. And we very well 
we'll see a matchup like we saw in 2024. And it'll be interesting. The debates, boy, will they be different this time. I mean, I think about the moment again in 2020 when Joe Biden was like, look, I'm holding up here this letter that just came out with 51 intelligence officers who signed this letter that say that the Hunter Biden laptop has all the markings of Russian disinformation. Now we've learned in the last few weeks that was all staged. That was one big sham put on by people close to Joe Biden. So can you imagine uh, now Trump, remember before it was like Trump couldn't get a word in edgewise. The moderator was cutting him off saying, ah, there's nothing to Joe Biden. And then you got Joe Biden holding up the thing saying, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing to look here. Don't go after my son Hunter. Now it's going to be like, well, wait a minute. Actually, now we know that that was staged. Now we know that that was one big setup. And boy, the Republicans need to look out for lots of dirty tricks because that one, I think, was one of the worst we have ever seen in American politics. And in the middle of all this, President Trump is still taking a lot of incoming, tons of incoming from the legal side. And the latest case is this case of a woman, E. Jean Carroll, uh, an author and journalist who was at the Bergdorf's department store. I think she was working there at the time in the mid-1990s. And she is saying that President Trump, then at the time a celebrity, Donald Trump businessman, Uh, came to the store, said he was looking to buy something for a a woman. And somehow, I don't know, it went from there to where she says that he basically raped her, she says, in the uh, dressing room. And she can't remember the year. She believes it's somewhere in the mid-1990s. She doesn't know the month or the day. She didn't report it to police. So what do you make of this case? Um, obviously there are different reasons why people don't report things and, and you always want to give somebody who has been attacked, um, the thought of why certain people announce things or don't say things or don't report things to police or whatever. So there are different reasons, but when you're dealing with somebody like this, someone well-known like president Trump and back then celebrity still obviously is very much even more so, uh, but back then you're telling me that President Trump walked into a Bergdorf Goodman's and then went into a dressing room and assaulted you. And apparently there isn't any evidence. I haven't heard anything about somebody in the Bergdorf Goodman's hearing something, uh, anything on tape, anything um, from the store. I mean, there's a lot of questions here. So it's a little hard to believe because of a lot of the vagary in this case. And this is a civil suit. This is not a criminal case. It's a civil suit uh, where the evidence has to be a preponderance of evidence. So it's a little bit lower of a standard that she has to prove because it's civil, not criminal. And also, it's in New York. And that's why I say there's a lot of things to this. As much as the case goes, you go, wait a minute, it happened 30 years ago. Uh, You know, there wasn't a police report. There wasn't a lot of these things. Uh, It's in a crowded department store. I mean, there's a lot of things that seem a little iffy in this case, right? So you kind of go, wait a minute, right? But it is in New York. And again, it's a fairly low standard when you're dealing with a civil case. So who knows where the heck this is going to go? You know, you just don't know. Uh, But in the middle of all this, between that and the Georgia case, 
which now it looks like President Trump, uh, he's going to find out somewhere right before the debates. What a surprise on that one. Uh, the Georgia prosecutor says somewhere between July and September 1st, she's going to announce whether or not there will be charges against Trump or anyone else. That's in the Georgia case. That's that election 2020 case. And then, of course, you got Jack Smith, who's the independent counsel. And then, of course, let's not forget, you got Alvin Bragg's case. So there's a lot of incoming. And can you see a pattern here? It's like, okay, let's try this one. Let's try this one. Let's try this one. Let's try that one. And so far, President Trump is like Teflon Don. He's doing great in the polls. And in fact, he's doing better than ever in the polls. And he's just basically like, bring it on. That seems to be his attitude about it all. It's like he's got a book out. He's, you know, he's like going on the tours. He's doing rallies. He's doing this. And the polls are showing that he's doing well. Meantime, here is E. Jean Carroll. She did an interview with Anderson Cooper not too long ago. And this is where she describes basically what she says, again, her allegations of what she says happened to her back in the mid-1990s. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished. Which The word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not, this was not sexual. It just, it, it hurt. It just, what, it just, you know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I a think sexual. most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. All right. So that's a little weird. I mean, you know, I'm for all people, men and women being believed when they make allegations, but I don't think there's anything sexy about that. That's a little a bit of a bizarre comment. That is a wacko comment coming from this woman that it's saying, I want to play that again, because this is the person who's accusing now the former president and potential future president of the United States. And she thinks there's something sexy. Take a listen to this. Let's play that again, because that was just a really weird comment. Take a listen. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished, which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not... This was not sexual. It just, it, it hurt. It just, what, it just, you know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not I think sexual. most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. Even Anderson needed to take a short break after that one. Let's take a break, everybody. Let's go to commercial break. Um, and here's a little bit more of her comments. Take a listen. I'm filing this lawsuit not just for myself, but for every woman in America who's been grabbed, groped, harassed, sexually assaulted. Well, that would count almost every woman if you're including groped. I lived in Spain for a year. I got stories about that one, but I'll tell you that another time. Anyway, E. Jean Carroll, back to her case. Here she is going forward and talking about why she's filing the suit again, going back to the middle of the 1990s. Now, here is Alan Dershowitz. Earlier today, I spoke with him on Cats and Cosby, our show at 5 o'clock, where we will have President Trump tomorrow for an exclusive interview. you got to tune in for that. And Professor Dershowitz said he has a real problem with this case just because he says, listen, it's, it's a she said, he said. You're dealing with obviously some interesting and questionable things when you say something happened in a busy department store. Um, and a dressing room of a busy department store. There's a lot of questions here. Um, and he said that he thinks there should actually be a statute of limitations when you're dealing with cases like this. 
and especially um, adults. It's different when it's children, obviously, but with adults. Take a listen what he says. There should be clear stat- statutes of limitations, particularly on she said, he said cases. Uh, how do you expect people to remember details of something that either did or didn't happen years and years and years ago? You know, remember in my case, I was accused of something by a woman I never met or heard of that had supposedly happened 22 years ago. And then she said, oh, my God, I was under such pressure. Maybe, maybe I misidentified him and mistook him 22 years ago. No, there should be a statute of limitations. And the New York legislature shouldn't be expanding the statute of limitations in response to political pressures, because that's what happens. Five years, that's it if you're an adult. If you're a child, okay, that may be different. But if you're an adult and didn't bring the case to the government within five years, you're out of luck. What are your thoughts about that? Should there be a limit? Because it was expanded by the New York legislature. And also, by the way, the other thing that happened in the last few hours, that Access Hollywood case was allowed to be brought in to this case. We're talking not the case, but the Access Hollywood. Remember that video when it was Trump and Billy Bush and he was saying, you know, yeah, because of who I am, I can grab women by the blank um, and they love it or they let me do it or whatever the whole thing was. Remember that whole thing when he was in the trailer talking with Billy Bush? And that was a big brouhaha right before the 2016 campaign. Again, two guys, you can make the case it was locker room talk or whatever. Um, but the judge in New York just said, and this is stunning, that he is allowing that video to be played in this trial, that to me is stunning. Is that fair game or does that show that this judge just has it out for Trump? What is it, the same judge on the Bragg case? I mean, my goodness. But take a listen. Uh, here is Alan Dershowitz's take on that decision. He says that is not appropriate. Take a listen. With a name like Trump, there's no such thing as reversible error. Of course, that's an absurd thing to allow that to come in. What relevance? It's totally prejudicial, isn't it? It's prejudicial, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so totally prejudicial and has zero relevance. Zero relevance, you know, uh, to to anything, to whether a rape occurred. Of course. Somebody who tells jokes or says things like that. You know how many people would be in jail for rape if you could use that kind of evidence? I mean, I have friends who are the worst joke tellers in the world. They're the worst taste in jokes. You don't let that kind of thing in. So does this show bad news for Trump in the sense that it is a New York judge who is allowing the Access Hollywood issue to come into this one? Um, And what do you think? Again, is this just going to be at the end of the day, well, the jury isn't sure. It happened in a dressing room, a busy dressing room. Um, Shouldn't they be giving somebody the benefit of the doubt because it was so long ago and there was no police report? Or can you say, well, listen, there are reasons why people wait. Uh, Apparently, she's going to bring in friends who she spoke about with at the time, not during it, obviously, or were in the store, but told afterwards. But is that relevant and is that fair, especially when you're going after somebody who is now the president of the United States? And it was 30 years ago. Where do we draw the line, guys? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Phil. Line three. Phil, your thoughts about all this. Yeah. Hi, Rita. Good evening. Uh, Look, this is the same exact stunt that they did against that Supreme Court justice. I believe it was Kavanaugh with this Blasey Ford who insisted 
that he led a, a rape gang into a room to to have sex with her. And, and of course, the whole thing was thrown out. But meanwhile, it scarred this guy's this guy's reputation. I mean, the man's wife and child were at the at at the court listening to this. This is horrific. But the biggest thing is, I hate to say it, I'm a man of years. I'm I'm quite old. I, I, I you know I was in Vietnam, so you figure I'm at least sixty five, seventy. I've seen women pull stunts. Not all women, you know, women like yourself, decent women. But there's some women out there who would who would lie at the expense of a thousand people's lives. To, to to destroy you. Believe me, I, it, it's just unbelievable. I, I, it just carries over to other things, especially, you know, uh, criminal things where where people allege, oh, they, that person abused my child 25 years ago, or or this this person tried to try to kill my 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 cousin uh, 10 years ago. Everybody's got a story, but where is the evidence? And the first thing the cops should ask this woman. The detectives is very simple. Say, why didn't you call the police? Why did you wait 30 years to open your mouth? You know what I mean? Yeah. And listen, I hear you that there are people that that do that. You're you're right. I mean, she I think from what I've heard, there are two uh, witnesses. One, she claims she's going to bring forward who said you should go tell the police. And there was another one who said, well, he's a powerful guy. Um, You know, I don't know if you want to do this. So, I mean, she may use that as the reason why she didn't. I don't know. Um, but but I think when you're the, also the premise of this one and Phil, there are people who, yes, who set people up and there are people who also have been victims of rape. So that's why I always think you kind of have to look at each case um, on its merits. And in this one, it still is very fishy when you say that it happened in a dressing room in a busy department store when Donald Trump is a super well-known guy at that time. And I think she was working there and in a dressing room of a busy department store. I mean, that's the first I've heard of this. I mean, in terms of something like that happening at a busy, that's just, it's just a little hard to believe. Don't you think just the circumstances? Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, if she she was being assaulted in such a terrible way, why didn't she scream to get attention or, or try to get away from and start a commotion? This is, this is part of the Democrat thing. As you know, there's four different angles they're going after Donald Trump on. They're trying to stop his candidacy. My point is what you need, I hate to say this, but they're interfering with a with a, a candidate who has come forward for the presidency of the United States. This is absolutely shocking, and I wish the people of the United States, especially New York City, here in New York, would wake up and, and you know, approach this thing and say, what the hell is going on? This is they don't do it to Biden. I'm sure Biden's got some horrible skeletons in his closet, including his son. Well, you know what? You brought up also the case of, uh, you know, there was the Tara Reid gal. Remember who came forward, who made some allegations against him. And apparently some of her records, I think, are uh, locked up, if I recall, at the uh, University of Delaware. Uh, And we have yet to see details on that one. Um, so you're right. There seems to be a very big double standard in terms of allegations uh, and the way that they're handled. Uh, great points, Phil. Thank you very much. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show.
So where do you see this latest Joe Biden case going? We're talking about him making the case for president. And where do you see the actual case against President Trump? Yet another case against President Trump. This is this woman, E. Jean Carroll, who says battery and defamation. She's going after him for a civil case tied to that. And President, uh, you know, Trump says, I don't know her. Um, and I don't know what she's talking about. She made an allegation, apparently, that something happened 30 years ago at a busy dressing room at the Bergdorf Goodman. Then this comes, of course, as he's dealing with all these other cases across the country. Is this yet another one? Or could this one go further? This one's coming up pretty soon because it's a trial. They think the trial is going to last maybe two to three weeks. It's in New York. Um, right now, President Trump obviously has the option of whether or not he wants to testify. He doesn't have to. Uh, the question is, will he or won't he? Most people think he will not. Should he? Or should, you know, should he look at her and say, yeah, uh, this is absolutely not true? Is that important that he does it for the jury? Or do you think it's better to just say, hey, this happened 30 years ago and uh, she's saying it happened in a crowded department store is there anybody out there who believes it what are your thoughts of where this one is headed and in the middle of all this uh trump says he is full steam ahead he has a new book out by the way it's number one on amazon he's doing great in the polls and as of a few hours ago now we know biden's in so it looks like at this point it's probably going to be a biden trump matchup for 2024 based on the polls at least right now 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Alice, line six. Alice, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. I don't don't buy a word, she says. Uh, If you have a traumatic incident like that happen or anything that's that traumatic, you remember day, date, and time. And why didn't she scream? I think she's having a problem paying the rent, and what she's doing is another form of prostitution. She's oh, wow. So wait, wait, wait. And, and Alice, you're obviously as a woman, you, you feel that she is making this up. And that's what he says. That's what I look, do. She says, yeah. you know, it happened. Um, and she doesn't have, as you just pointed out, she didn't shout out. Um, she didn't do a police report. And again, it was almost 30 years ago. So there are a lot of things working clearly against her case. Um, but it's a New York jury. So that's the only thing. Everybody remember, we are going to talk to President Trump, 5 p.m., WABC tomorrow. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.